Hello and welcome to a special Isle of United Singapore edition of the Manchester United podcast, assisted by TeamViewer. The club have announced the third Isle of United event of the season and this time we're heading to Singapore, a country with plenty of United history and somewhere the club have been on tour before, but this will be the first Isle of United to be staged there. I'm Zara Connolly and before I fly out to co-host the event, I'll be speaking to some of the big names who will be involved, finding out about the culture in Singapore and linking up a local fan with a Manchester United first teamer. Thanks to the magic of team viewers remote technology, we're able to access and transfer the content for this podcast and bring you closer to the club you love than ever before. On the way in this episode, I'll be speaking to Dwight York and Diogo Delo, but let's begin with a man known as the face of the Premier League in Singapore and beyond. John Dykes has presented global coverage of the world's favourite league over the past 10 years. And having lived in Singapore long enough to gain citizenship, he's the perfect person for me to speak to to kick things off. So I dialed up John from his home in Singapore. So we are exploring everyone, all this United connection ahead of our I Love United Singapore event. And joining me now is John Dykes. How are you? I'm very, very well. Great to be with you, Zara. Nice to see you, um, uh, albeit across the, uh, the ether, as they say. I mean, it's always fun, these things. I mean, especially get to speak to everyone all over the world. So it's cracking to speak to you now. What time is it there? Uh, well, I'm seven hours ahead of you now. And actually, it's it's good that we're only seven hours ahead because obviously with your clocks going forward, it makes it a little bit easier because one of the problems with watching Premier League football, in particular in this part of the world, and Champions League is even worse, is that uh, in the winter time, it's eight-hour time difference. So if you can imagine it, uh, whether you're a fan or, or a broadcaster and you've got to get up and work on it, you know, you've got a Champions League game not kicking off till 3.45 a.m. That sort of, that tests you a little bit. It tests your resolve. And, uh, you know, it's the diehard fans that get up in the middle of the night and watch the games. But uh, even at the weekend, obviously, you know, what, what would be a lunchtime kickoff for you would be evening. And then, you know, even a tea time kickoff is, is you know, one, one plus in the morning. So uh, Asian Premier League fans are, are a tough, tough bunch, I can tell you. They're made of hard stuff. They are. I mean, the dedication you've got to have with this time difference. And now for you, so if people aren't aware... You're a broadcaster over there. There's plenty of things going on. The John Dyke Show, I can see the sign. If you're listening on the podcast, I can see the little sign in the background saying the John Dyke Show. It's it's a big thing. I mean, so talk to us about just a little brief about being a broadcaster there and what it's like with the fan atmosphere too. Yeah, well, it's a fantastic place to be working in what I do. I mean, I'm very, very blessed to have had a career that's seen me go from being a sports journalist into being a sports broadcaster. Uh, very briefly, I, I started off uh, really working in Hong Kong when I when I went there. Uh, and then I moved to Singapore in 1997 and worked in, in broadcasting, uh, covered all sorts of sports. But then eventually I was working for a wonderful company that uh, bought the regional, the Asia-wide rights, so only Southeast Asia anyway and a few other territories to, to Premier League football. So I, I, I hosted that for, for many years years and what was amazing about it was you know I'd already known from working in Premier League football and working in football in, in general that Asia is absolutely crazy for it because you have to realize that you know in most countries here I think 99.5 percent of the audience will never have a chance uh, to be able to go and watch a Premier League game it's only a tiny percentage of people that can do so so any opportunity that say you have as a broadcaster to bring the fan close to the experience uh, is really special and what happens is you, I've seen yeah, the viewing parties, you'll have like fan clubs, you know, Manchester United will have a fan club and, you know, a certain part of Indonesia where you might get like 20,000 people in a sports hall watching a screening and, 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 and that passion is replicated all around Asia. And that's something that, you know, I think as a club, United in particular is very aware of given the amount of visits that made to this part of the world. Um, uh, but it's also a part of the world where I think... Um, Certainly before it occurred in, in Western popular culture, there was this thing where, where fans would sort of idolize individuals, maybe as much as they would a team. 
So you'd have players developing this enormous brand, David Beckham being an obvious one, and there are plenty more now. So I think you get this kind of pop culture crossover with football as well in Asia, which really drives it to another level. I mean, you spoke there about fans being close to the action, and there's nothing better than that, than the I Love United events. They are so, so good. I mean, I got to experience my first ever one in LA, and it was incredible just to kind of meet the international Reds and Coming to Singapore, it's got a huge following for Manchester United. Do you reckon they'll be looking forward to this? Oh, very much so. Very much so. We've been very lucky in that there are an awful lot of United stars down the years who spend a lot of time in Singapore because it's a magical place and I can't wait for you to come and enjoy it. When I was working on the broadcast, for example, what we used to do is we would always try and bring over you know, legendary ex-managers or players whenever we could. And so, for example, Brian Robson, after he finished at Middlesbrough, uh, we left all over him. I said, come on, get out here. And, and Brian must have come out and, and worked three, four times, I reckon, with us. And uh, it was just fantastic to be able to sit there in a studio. And uh, I'll just give you a quick story here. I remember one of the first times Brian came out, we were sitting in the studio and we'd just gone um, into a little bit of analysis. We were running some highlights at half time and just analyzing a goal or something. And he sat there and his phone rang. Now, we've all been here, you know, whether it's podcast, broadcast, or what have you. So I, I could see, you know, you, there's something started buzzing. And there was a little bit of noise. And then he started slapping his, his pocket, as you do, you know, desperately trying to turn it <laughs> off or what have you. Um, and, and in the end, I think he managed to do it. So I, uh, I, yeah, we got through the part. We went to a commercial break. And I said, just just out of interest, Brian, I said, you know, what, what would you have done if you'd actually been slap bang on camera? Not out of vision, you know, like literally on camera. And that happened. And uh, he thought for a moment. And he said, uh, you know what I would have done, John? He said, I'd have taken my phone out, answered it and said, not now, Fergie, I'm busy. Oh. Which I thought was a, a lovely a lovely way to have done it. But uh, now he used to come out on a regular basis. Uh, we, we've had ex-players galore coming out. Uh, the class of 92 boys seem to be here all the time. There's always something going on. They've got a few business dealings here. David Beckham's here on a regular basis. He's an ambassador for a couple of businesses here. Uh, Gary Neville and, uh, and Nicky Barton, Paul Scholes are here quite often. Uh, Paul Parker used to live here for a while. He used to do a lot of broadcast work. So uh, strong United connections in this community here. Yeah, it sounds to me there's a massive red connection to Singapore, which makes this event just even sweeter to happen. I want to know now, Singapore, you've lived there for many, many years. So when people come over to Singapore, we've got our legend, we've got Dwight York and Andy Cole doing this event. They're going to be incredible having that duo together. What do they need to experience when they're out there? Is there any food? Is there any culture places that they need to see? Well, funnily enough, last time I, I... Work with both of the fellas, so I'm delighted to say that you know two absolute superstars um, have been here a couple of times already. And uh, Dwight was funny last time, but last time I saw Dwight, I actually took him to a, to a Thai restaurant, funnily enough, and he was being very careful about his food. In fact, the only thing I could get him to eat was a kind of a dessert featuring sort of uh, a creamy rice with some mango. So uh, I think uh, we're gonna have to try and push him a little bit harder this time to be a bit more adventurous. But uh, uh, Adi, yeah, he's 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 been here a couple of times and very very happily so. Um, but I think. What they need to do what anyone who comes to singapore needs to do is they need to just decide whether they're spicy food eaters or not and then you've got options because if you don't like the spice and this is a place where there is tremendous spicy food you can have uh, a local delicacy which is called uh, chicken rice um and, and that's you know steamed or, or sort of roasted chicken and it's on a, it's on a, a rice which is cooked with a chicken broth and it's absolutely delicious and it's a sort of a national dish here so that's very manageable. I don't think anyone would have any trouble with that. If you're a bit more adventurous, there's all sorts of cuisine which is infused by food from Indonesia, from Malaysia, from around. So there's a little bit more spice to it. But uh, this is a, an absolute, if you're, if you're into your food, it's a paradise for you. There is absolutely everything here. 
I mean, this sounds perfect. I am curious about why why have like the spice stuff. I feel like there could be like a spicy eating challenge or something on the cards. It could be quite funny to do. And there you go. <laughs> I, I, but that's the thing you can do. They've also you've got some exotic things here in terms of the fruit. There's a fruit called the durian. Have you ever heard of that one before? Is it the one that smells? It is. That's it right. Is, yeah. It is. Yes. See, it, I know. Its bark <laughs> is worse than its bite, and let's put it that way. The smell is so strong. Airlines ban you from taking it on board. It's that bad. So I was really lucky with it because it was on the preseason tour for Manchester United, and I was very, very lucky to go in it because joining me also was Andy Cole, and it was in the hotel in in Bangkok, and they said to us, "Oh, you need to try some of these foods." So they said, "Oh, we need to try this fruit," and they said, "Don't be alarmed by the smell, though." And I remember the smell came, and Andy Cole was like, <laughs> "Not for me, <laughs> not for me." I didn't try that, but I wanted to be polite, so I tried it. And it was absolutely very nice. The, yeah. the smell is nothing like the taste. I mean, it's super rich. I mean, you can't have too much of it. You, you go, you, but it's, uh, yeah, th- th- it's incredible how, how off-putting the smell is. But how if you can get beyond that, it's good. So that's a good one, always for doing a challenge. You know, if you, if you can do one of those, that that's quite a good one. Yeah, it is. And when I was United, comes to Singapore, and they are just part of this red family and part of this connection. How do you think that the supporters will feel? I mean, are they very passionate singers, Singapore United fans? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, you know, it's it, wherever you go around the world, and, and I'm lucky to have worked on on Premier League events from from India to, to to South Africa. You can't get beyond, you know, sort of, you know, whenever you do sort of the big, you know, Manchester United Liverpool rivalry. That that's always the one. But I think when you look at United fans in isolation, there's this. Um, absolute hunger which is interesting because you've got to realize that obviously that when when you look at why fans become fans let's let's have a look at united's experience in in singapore um obviously there was a sort of a colonial legacy from way back when that meant that english football had a certain presence then you'd have had people who um probably started supporting maybe in the 70s into the 80s and you know you're looking at a time then you know sort of you know the ron atkinson era what have you leading all the way through up until fergie arriving when you know success wasn't guaranteed but this was a you know it was it was a huge club that had that resonated around the world and in asia and what's happened is that that, that generation will have then encouraged their offspring to, to be fans but that generation basically knew nothing apart from success just incredible particularly with the launch of the premier league nothing but success and i think it's also fair to say and this isn't in any way playing into that kind of disparage you know asian fans sort of thing i think people chose a winner and I think people in this part of the world recognize quality and recognize something special. And I think a lot of fans were attracted to what was happening during the sort of their glory era under, under Sir Alex. So as a result, United's fan base grew hugely in that time. But what I like now is the fact that things haven't always gone well in recent times. And as a result of that, that, that sort of, you know, drives the fan to be a little bit more authentic and I think a little bit more desperate at times which I think means that you are now looking at a United fan base that is craving um, not just the odd trophy here and there. I think, you know, sustained top quality success once again. So I think you are going to get a lot of passion. And I think there is this kind of sense that they're hungry once again. Uh, And maybe in the past, you see, in the past, the problem would have been that United in 2001, when they came to play against Singapore, you Singapore were red, by the way, as a national team. You, you went to the stadium and you weren't really sure whether there were more red-shirted Singaporeans for United or for Singapore. And in fact, it looked as if there might have been more for, for, for United. And in a way, it became a bit too easy. Whereas now, I think the United fan has more competition. You know, other clubs have, have grown to prominence. Other clubs are supported more widely here. So if you're a United fan, I think you have to be a bit noisier and you have to be a bit more passionate. Well, the event in Singapore 
is going to end around about midnight. But I'm hearing that it's a bank holiday the next day. So is that an excuse to just party all night long and celebrate a good red win? I don't think you need an excuse to do that anyway. But uh, <laughs> the fact that you've got a holiday will be great. And you know where you? I think if I'm not mistaken, you're doing this on the the holiday island of Sentosa which is a, a sort of a resort place with uh, theme parks and all sorts of things going on there. So you, you couldn't really have picked a better place to go and have a bit of fun. So I think it's going to be a fantastic setting. And, you know, you, if you can get uh, Singaporeans over there to, to really let their hair down, um, then then I think you're for a really fun, fun evening. It sounds like this is going to be a treat. So thank you so much for speaking to me. It's been great to just hear a little bit more about the Singapore Red family over there and especially what for us to enjoy when we get there. But... It's been amazing chatting to you and it's just made me can't wait for our United even more. Brilliant stuff. Well, I mean, I can't wait for it either. And I think, you know, we'll spread the word as much as we can. We'll get the fans out there and you make sure you come and enjoy all that wonderful food. I promise you, I will come and enjoy the, the wonderful food. <laughs> It'll be great. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Great talking to you. Enjoy it. Wonderful insight from John. And I feel like I know a little bit more about what to expect before I fly out to Singapore. Joining me on stage for the event will be our very own Dwight York. So I dialed up Yorkie who was just about to have a round of golf in Dubai. So joining me now, all the way in Dubai, is Dwight York. How are you? Fine, thank you. Not too bad. Thank you for speaking to us. It's great to hear from you. And how have you been doing? Have you have you been busy? It seems like you're here, there, everywhere at the minute. Yeah, um, obviously with the experience of being a manager in Australia and uh, that coming to uh, a premature uh, ending. So it's nice to actually get a little bit of time. So yeah, I've been uh, a little bit everywhere. I've been in America recently and now back in Dubai. So looking forward to the Singapore trip. You're going there and you're not going to be on your own. You're going to be with your partner in crime, Andy Cole. Are <laughs> you looking forward to it? Yeah, I haven't seen Coley for a while, although we have spoken a couple of times, but uh, I haven't actually seen him for a while. So looking forward to that. It's been a while since we uh, hook up and hang out together. So this gives us an opportunity to, I love United in Singapore, uh, which I haven't done for maybe a year or so now. So it'd be good to get back on one of those. Yeah, I mean, the huge, the I Love United events. I mean, I had my first experience of it in LA. I was with Coley there too, and he was talking about just the fond memories. He, we actually did quite a few little events seeing the fans, and the main thing that Coley kept getting asked about was what was his partnership like with you? I mean, it's really nice that people all over are asking about that partnership, isn't it? Well, is it not really not really a surprise because it's probably in the history of Man United it's the most successful period. And so, yes, there's a lot of things as past and present players, current players who are doing well at United, but they haven't done what we've been able to do as a as a pairing and certainly as a team at that particular time. So to be mentioned even this time and even as far as away I can be from goalie at times, people still be talking about us. So we must have done something uh, good enough for people to be talking about. So yeah, that's a, a huge plus. Yeah, that's what Coley said. Coley said you two must have done something right for everyone's king. <laughs> Keep talking about it now. And he is right. I mean, it's a legendary partnership there. And for the fans to see that the ones that are going to be attending I Love United Singapore all together to see you two in real life together, I guess it's nice in that off the pitch environment as well, just to have a little bit of banter together once again. Yeah, absolutely. We're in a different position now, and where as pitch we used to run, we would cause a lot of uh, havoc on the football pitch. Defenders uh, will have nightmares playing against us, but. No, it's a much more subtle, much more relaxed environment, talking about our experience and interacting with the fans that haven't been able to get this close up to us. And we can be a little bit more relaxed. Uh, 
certainly at our age and the, the sort of um, experience that we've gained over the years. So it's, it's a nice, relaxing environment that we can sort of open up and have an open-ending conversation, which makes it eventually even more special when you turn up. For you, how, how important are these events, you know, getting to see these fans? Because so, some of these fans, especially in Singapore, may never have been to Old Trafford. They haven't, maybe have never seen some of these players in, in real life. So some of them might have spent years watching videos of you and Coley playing these matches. And now they actually get to be part of our United family in person. So they're really important, these, aren't they? Well, yeah, I love the event. It's obviously started a while back and it's been hugely successful. And hence the reason why this has taken place, because the fans who haven't been able to come to Old Trafford, see the team live, certainly look at our time and maybe seen it many occasions on videos or on, you know, replays and stuff. Now they haven't to, to really interact, which is a very close up, more personal sort of um, bond with the players that they probably haven't been able to see, certainly at Old Trafford. So this gives them an, uh, a sort of an, an avenue into uh, more of an insight. As I said, a lot more relaxing. We don't have Sir Alex Ferguson to worry about in terms of what we talk and what we say <laughs> on stage. And so that makes the event a little bit more relaxing and, and forthcoming. So, yeah, it's uh, it's really good for the fans. It's a huge success that I Love United tours around the world and everywhere we've been and everywhere I've been with the I Love You. Um, the brand seems to get bigger. People want more and more of it. And that's hence that's why we, we, are, we are successful in doing so. And Singapore would be a huge success with myself and Coley being there. So, yes, yeah, so the I Love United events, they are incredible. And... I think it makes them a little bit more special this season because we've been doing so well. Have you been enjoying United this season so far? I think everyone has been enjoying United a lot more and a uh, huge uh, respect to the, the manager, Tin Han, who's coming in and turning things around. The players reacting to his coaching philosophy are certainly playing the more attractive United way of playing and certainly winning much more games, which again, you know, get everybody sort of smiling and have that happy feeling in and around, not just Old Trafford, but globally as well. When you when you do walk with Street Style, you're not getting it shoved in your face as much. Uh, you're getting it down. United are doing well. And hopefully may continue because we have suffered over the years in many respects. And now it's a good good feel factor again back at Old Trafford. And certainly for the clients, it's, uh, it's tremendous to be in this position. It is. I mean, especially being a Manchester United fan myself, you always hear the rival fans going a little bit crazy, trying to give you a few pops along the way. But this time round, we've got pure ammunition to do it, to give them a bit of stick because we're doing really well. Eric Ten Hag's era is fully in force and we're excited for it. And the game that's going to be part of Isle of United Singapore is Aston Villa and that's a team you know pretty well. Do you think we'll do well in that game? Yeah, I mean, those are the two teams predominantly well over my half my career that I played for both teams. Um, obviously, the history myself with Aston Villa being there for 10 years so it's a a club that is very, very close to my heart as well, as much as Man United have been the most successful team that I played for. And so, yeah, I want to, you know both teams to do well for different for various reasons, both for different reasons, so to speak. But um, yeah, it'll be an interesting game. As Villa are doing much better themselves as well as well as Man United this season. I'm sure from an Aston Villa point of view, yeah, they would like to see the teams doing a little bit better and not just mid-table there. There's certainly a top six team and I'm sure the owners the people that I spoke to at the club wants that to happen but it's still behind that a little bit but certainly where United are concerned United will always be the bigger attraction because simple they're the bigger club and well supported club around the world and you and with United doing well this season I'm sure that there will be a sellout crowd certainly in Singapore when these two teams comes out to play and 
and expect a real close encounter because, as I said, Villa are not a, a pushover that, that, that you like they used to be at one stage. Well, we do want an exciting game. We want there to be plenty of goals. I mean, I want a red win. I know you said that both teams, you know, are very fond in your heart, but I think I think Coley would be on my side as well. He'll tell you, you know, you, you need to have a United win. <laughs> I don't mean, yeah, I mean, think that's the case. And ideally, I think ideally you will think that United will win anyway. That's usually the outcome of the, the, the game when these two teams comes about very rare that United, Villa uh, tend to get the better of United. And everybody knows if Villa, if Man United play to the potential with the players that they've got, then Villa will compete and expect them to compete. But uh, at the end of the day, United will always going to take first preference in that sense in terms of the result. But, um, you know, you can't you can't write Villa off as we all know. They're they're obviously a Premier League team with a, a deep history, and they will want to obviously gain fans. And these are good opportunity for them to really show that they could compete against the likes of Man United in these kind of games. Yeah, exactly that. And we want there to be a fantastic just environment for the United fans in Singapore when we're there. I mean. What's your experience of going to Singapore and what's it like for you? You know, just that, just the United fan energy over there. Yeah, I think the, the interesting things when you travel to these various countries that I have been for United for so many years is that the passion and the desire of the fans, how passionate they are, how well supported United are because they come out in their thousands to really support, whether it's the I love United or they support the team when they're there in person. The crowd is always huge. You see the passion, the excitement that when United is in town, um, what they bring and the, the the bring to the to the table, and that's why everyone wants a piece of United wherever they've been. So, you know, it's just a fascinating place. One of the best countries in 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 Asia, in my opinion. Uh, the food, the culture, the people are, are well. Uh, they really do take care of you in many respects. So, uh, it's a it's a, a lovely place to visit. Um, and uh, I'm sure that the players, when they arrive, they will feel that way. And certainly with the facilities that they, and the stadium that they will be playing in will be well um, well and truly uh, well-organized uh, run event when, it, when it's happened. Well, I mean, it sounds like, you know, the full Singapore experience there. And I'm excited for it. I've been talking to a few different people as well, just to try and understand a little bit about Singapore and the atmosphere too. And one of the things they spoke to me about was the food. And they said to me that, listen, Dwight and Coley, they have to try some some different Singapore food. What's your favourite when you've been out there? Yeah, so there's a lot of things that um, I don't really want to pronounce name because I might get it wrong, but there's <laughs> quite a lot of food there that you will love about Singapore and food. A little bit spicy, but nothing that you can't handle. And I'm certainly coming from the Caribbean. There's a lot of spice there in our culture. Um, and certainly I eat a lot more spice now that I'm not playing football, so I'm getting back into that. So I'm looking forward to the food. The hospitality there in Singapore has always been tremendous. So uh, in terms of entertainment value, they're not very short in that either. So uh, I'm really excited. As I said, it's been a while since I've been to Singapore, so I'm really looking forward to it. And now, because you're going to be there with Coley, for the fans that haven't seen you two together as players off the pitch now, what, what, what are you two like together? Are you going to bring some of the laughs on stage? Are you going to have a bit of banter with each other? What should the fans expect? Yeah, we definitely will have our laughters and banters together. I think you will see the chemistry still does exist when we two get together. That doesn't change. Unfortunately, we can't really express ourselves on the football pitch anymore. But certainly you will see a friendship there that is, over the years, has got better and stronger. I think Coley has been through a bit himself. I've been through a bit and been able to share that. 
uh, to each other in many respects, but that's made us a lot closer and we get to understand each other. And I think, you know, even though we don't speak as often as we normally used to, but the chemistry will just come naturally because that's what we were like on the football pitch and and uh, we're exactly the same when we see each other. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go a little bit soft now with this. And just because obviously you said, you know, you and Coley have been through a lot there and it's one of them, you could tell, you know, there was a bond that was created with how you played with each other, you know, with that partnership there and especially how you've gone through. When it's become now that you's, you were both these former players, you still have that connection and you can really just rely on each other and, that's such a, a rare thing in football now that a partnership is that strong that you still, after playing together, you still can just talk to each other and pick up the phone after like so many months and still have that same connection that you've had for years. Yeah, it's a very unusual sort of relationship. I say it's not often enough you uh, follow someone out of their playing career and then sort of connect with them still. There's very few of those sort of relationship and very fortunate myself and Coley has maintained our relationship that way. I think the the thing is uh, in our relationship is uh, Cody is slightly different to I am, and I think when we come, we we kind of opposite. But when the opposite comes together, it seems to marinate perfectly. And so, and I think you you know people will see that that um, and it's true. You know when you're kind of successful on the pitch as well, it's easy to sort of have that success off the pitch. And so. I said, I'm really excited, looking forward to seeing him for a while. I think that what you're seeing here with myself and Coley is that that relationship, what he's been through, he's a little bit more open-minded. He's, you know, he's enjoying his life, things that I used to do. And he used to tell me, no, you're living a little bit too dangerously, that or that. And now you're seeing him living day to day and he's enjoying himself and it's good to see the smile on his face. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, it's good. It's good seeing a smile on Coley's face, especially when you get a few chuckles out of him. I, I enjoyed my time in LA with him, give, giving him a few little jabs along the way. Because <laughs> you've just got to keep him on his toes. Yeah, he did that. That's right. And he can enjoy, he's a big boy. He can deal with that. <laughs> yeah, he can. And then I want to ask you now, when it comes to players on the pitch for United currently, are there any players that really stand out to you or any, any, any partnerships that you see that you think you know are, are quite strong, something that thinks, off? Oh, They've definitely got got a good chemistry there on the pitch. Well, first, beginning with the team is doing much better, and when that has happened, it's down to partnership. People playing the role in, the, in a very professional way now, and they got a lot more belief in what they're doing. So it's good to see that that unit is finally sort of coming together. And so for me, Rashford, I was a huge fan of Rashford. Anyway, I always have been. I've spoken about it maybe a year, two years ago, when he was going through his transitional period where he wasn't enjoying his football. Um, and and uh, I had the opportunity to, to see him close up, uh, see him behind the scene very close up on a couple of occasions and recognize what a special talent to. So to see him doing what he's doing um, is quite incredible, not to my eyes, because I know he had that potential before. So it's fantastic. He's getting all the rewards and all the great work he's done off the pitch as well. Also, he's gotten all the accolades. And finally, he's getting his reward back on the football pitch for the hard work and dedication that he showed. So... Delighted for him. Uh, I'm delighted for the team playing the way that they have. Credit to the manager in terms of getting the team going. We know that Casemiro is getting a lot of applauded for his role that is coming in and bringing that leadership quality, which seems to have been missing in that middle of the park. And defensively, we are much more solid. Uh, the air is what we expect him to sort of make saviors like he's continued to do. So generally speaking, I would think that United is in a such good place. And um, yeah, we are excited that the fact that the season's not is close up on us, but we in all these cup competition. 
a little bit short on the Premier League, I will say. But uh, overall, I think it's relatively a good season. The fact that we already got one trophies in the bag and probably knocking the door for another two. So that's uh, that's a good omen to be in a good position to be coming to the, the business end of the season. How it is. It's been solid. I don't think anyone would really expect that at the start of the season. So it's been it's been great to watch so far this season. And now for anyone that hasn't got their tickets yet or hasn't prepared themselves to come to I Love United Singapore, what would you tell them to come and join you and Coley there? Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer. you got to get your ticket. It's simple as I Love United in Singapore. That's an occasion you don't want to miss. You get to see me at Coley United over a few years. I haven't seen it. So... All you Singapore, find an iGood fan, make sure go get your ticket. We will be there, guarantee you, and, enjoy, and, and have a good night on the night. So, Dwight, it's been lovely chatting to you, but I want to know who should I be chatting to next to find out more about Singapore? Zara, who is hosting us on that night? Um, so, it's Justin Ang is going to be hosting that event too, so he'll be there. Is he not song presenter, radio presenter or something like that? So, they better ask him, right? Because he would be hosting us on the night, for sure. <laughs> he will indeed. In that case, uh, because of your wonderful suggestion, I will definitely go and speak to him. Well, thank you very much. Pleasure. Look forward to it. Dwight is right. Sunday the 30th of April promises to be a day to remember for Reds in Singapore. I Love United lands at Southside, Sentosa Island, 80 Siloso Road, Singapore, with gates opening from 6pm local time ahead of the late kickoff at 9pm, as United host Aston Villa. There will be loads for fans to do in the lead-up to kick-off with giveaways, football challenges and interactive games. And of course, I'll be there as Dwight is reunited with his legendary strike partner, Andrew Cole, on stage for a special edition of MUTV's Matchday Live before watching the match with thousands of Reds in attendance. It promises to be an incredible night and it's a bank holiday in Singapore the following day so no need to worry about the late finish. If you want to be there, head to manunited.com forward slash I Love United Singapore by no later than Wednesday the 19th of April to register for free tickets. Now, joining me on stage will be radio DJ Justin Ang, and Justin is well known in Singapore as one half of the much-loved radio duo The Muttons and a Manchester United supporter for 30 years. Joining me now is Justin Ang, so how are you? Really good, Zara. Thank you for chatting with me and... Uh... I heard the news. I mean, I, we can't wait for all of Singapore to hear it. It's going to be phenomenal, like mind-blowing, literally. I'm so excited for this. I love United Singapore. What was your reaction when you first heard about it? I couldn't believe it. thought it was a prank. <laughs> because, I mean, we haven't had anything like that in Singapore, like a big screening for fans for like ever. I don't remember the last time it happened. You know, it's, it's just amazing that we can bring the fans together uh, legends coming down. Uh, you'll be there. I'll be there. We got a huge match. Like, that's just unheard of. So, amazing. It's going to be mint, in the words of Mancunians everywhere. It's going to be mint. And now, for anyone that doesn't know, because obviously I'm getting to know you here now, for anyone that doesn't know Justin Ang, talk to us about yourself. Who is Justin Ang? What do you get up to? <laughs> I'm Justin Ang. I co-host uh, the biggest breakfast show on the radio here in Singapore. And um, I've been a Manchester United fan for just over 30 years. Uh, it would have been longer than 30 had I been born any earlier, but uh, <laughs> um, it's it's been the ride of my life being a United fan. I have been to Old Trafford once, and I found myself there uh, when there were no matches happening. 
So all I did was do a tour of the stadium, and that's it. So it's still the biggest dream of mine one day to go to Old Trafford, catch a big match there. But for now, this is going to be the biggest thing uh, for me as a United fan ever. I mean, that sounds very exciting. The fact I'm, I'm very sad you, you didn't come here for a game, though. I mean, hopefully it's going to happen at some point. I mean, what was it like just... You must have walked through the tunnel. What was it like coming out of the tunnel like a player? Did you have the music in the background? Oh, it was incredible. I mean, I was just a little bit disappointed walking through that. Why is there no match happening now? I mean, it's my fault. I was I was quite a bit younger then. It happened in June. So obviously there were no matches in June. <laughs> but uh, just being in Manchester, being able to, uh, you know, see, you know, where the players get ready, walking through the tunnel. Uh, at the time, they didn't allow anybody on the pitch. I don't know if that's changed. But they're like, you know, if, if you if you step one foot on the pitch, like six people will tackle you. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. What would you say if you had to, it's going to be very difficult for you to do this, but if you could pinpoint one of your favourite memories of supporting Manchester United so far, what would it be? Well, because of, of how long I've been a fan, um, I think I default to what most United fans would default to if, if they've been supporting for as long as I have, and that's 99, the treble year. And, you know, we're talking about Yoki and, and Tony coming to Singapore. I mean, these were the guys who drove us to the treble. Um, I was 17 when we won treble. So um, it was, uh, was a great time to be a Manchester United fan. You know, I was going to school and, uh, you know, everybody supports someone different. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the one who's just like, don't believe it, we're, we're going to get But nobody believed that we would win it that year. All three. Nobody believed it. You know, it just didn't seem possible. It seemed like a pipe dream, like, okay, at best we'll do two, you know, not not all three. And if you looked at the journey, that FA Cup semi-final against Arsenal, the Champions League final that year as well, I mean, everything pointed to, yeah, we were going to lose at least one. But we didn't. It was just the most phenomenal year ever. So so that has to be, you know, my, my, my favorite year as a Manchester United fan. That treble, uh, my favorite player of all time is um, uh, our legendary goalkeeper, Peter Schmeichel. Uh, he captained the team all the way to the treble. It, it's, it was just perfect. What's it like, the following of Manchester United in Singapore and how everyone responds to it? So um, I'll take it from the start because, you know, just showing my age again a, a little bit. Um, I was so lucky that 99 happened when it happened because for many, many years prior to that, um, Singapore, we were a little bit backward with, um, uh, you know, the cable TV and showing the matches live and all that. So for many, many years in the early 90s, we didn't actually have live matches uh, all, and, and weekly matches. You know, we, we were lucky we get some highlights uh, or, or on, a, on a Sunday morning. If we were lucky, we'd get a United match live once every two months. You know, that was the state of what it was back in Singapore back then. So it was so difficult to be a fan. Again, this was pre-internet. So, you know, it was so hard to, to even know a result. You know, you've got to, like, go to friends at school or, or at work and, like, do you know what the score was last night? I mean, in today's day and age, that, that just that, that doesn't even sound possible, right? Surely you know the score, at least. You know, or you find a place to stream it. But, but back then, it was, you know, if you knew a score, um, everybody would come to you because there was just there was just no access. And then we got to a time, I want to say around, 97, 98, this was a great time. Again, the timing was perfect. Uh, we got to a time where the live matches started coming in. The internet started becoming a thing. And so then 
you know, the fandom really got access to every single thing. Um, I I was lucky enough, again, 99, to watch every single match of that traveling year. Very, very lucky, you know, that that worked out. So fast forward to all these years later, now everybody has access and, um, you know, it's, 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 it's so much easier to be a fan. But the Manchester United following in Singapore, now, nobody has official stats on this, but I dare say, I dare believe with all of my heart that Manchester United is the most supported club in Singapore. So um, April, April 30th is going to be bonkers because you're going to have people who are there. You're going to have people who desperately want to be there but can't <laughs> because, you know, we only have so much capacity. But we are the most supported club in Singapore and we've got the most passionate fan base in Singapore. I mean, this just gets me so excited for this event, just hearing about it. I mean, <laughs> this is going to be one hell of a crowd. And I want to know about the streets of Singapore now. When I'm walking down, am I going to see red shirts? Well, what, what what was it like, you know, did you, when you seen your first Manchester United shirt, what names were on the back of them? I want to know the most popular players there. Well, again, you know, when I started becoming a fan, the number one shirt on the back was Cantona. The years that the king reigned supreme. Harry Cantona, Ryan Giggs was a, was a big one. Ryan Giggs, so many people loved his style, his flair. And then, of course, as the years went on, it was David Beckham. <laughs> that was the name of everyone's shirt, number seven. Uh, eventually, you know, Ronaldo and all that. But yeah, I mean, you, you do see a lot of people, uh, you know, wearing their shirts uh, in Singapore. The, the only reason that you don't see more, again, I go back to the weather. It's so hot where we are. We need like vest top versions, then, don't we? A little yeah. bit like so, some strappy tops, maybe a crop top vibe. Yeah, so 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 we need more of that because the actual shirt itself it traps, you know, and so it, it gets it gets a little sticky. Oh, I mean, to me, it sounds like note to self: forget about any of the shirts. I need to really bring some flowy dresses or something because we keep getting back to this heat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is going to be hot. Don't if you've never been to Singapore, you'll be, you'll be shocked because um, you know most friends who come from overseas. I tell them we have one season. It's it's tough for some people to get their head around, but we literally have one season. So all year round, all year heat all year round. If you're lucky, it rains for a month, and, and that's it. So you've got to be prepared for that. I'm going to be very prepared. And now, one thing <laughs> I'm really excited to be prepared for is just the fan reception to Manchester United. Now, we have been lucky that, you know, the club, they have been to Singapore before and the fans were incredible from what I've seen. I mean, it kind of reminds me, I was really lucky enough to be on the pre-season tour, just gone. And that was obviously, we went to Thailand and the Asian support is unbelievable. Now, in Singapore, is it going to be as crazy? Are they going to be screaming for Yorkie and Coley? It will be crazy. Uh, that I can guarantee you. I don't know if this is the, the case in, in other countries as well, but uh, United have been to Singapore for pre-season tour before. It's been a, been a few years, but they have. And um, usually they would do one of these training sessions in the big stadium, and they will get fans to come down and all that. The stadium is packed for the training session. Right. The first time I ever got to a training session, um, this was, um, I think, in the year 2001 or 2002. I can't remember the exact year already, but um, the team came down, played a big match. It was, it was, a, it was a famous match where, where, where Barthes actually came on and played outfield. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if anyone remember, remembers the year, but it was this particular friendly uh, in Singapore that, uh, that, that Fabian was like, oh, I, I, I got to get out there. <laughs> it was hilarious. Anyway, um, 
So that was the first time it happened, this big uh, open training. And the stadium was full. We're talking about like a 40,000 seat at the time. It was completely full for the training and for the match itself. It was roaring. It, 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 did, uh, it did help that the match ended like six or seven nils. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, expect it to be loud. Expect it to be, to be a little crazy when the fans uh, know about this, when the announcement is first made. I think everybody's going to clamor for tickets. We're going to find some way or another to be there with us. And uh, on the day itself, especially, you know, uh, with the, with a big match in the background, the legends in attendance. Oh, I, I cannot wait to hear the what. I cannot wait. I want us jumping up and down going crazy. I mean, the this partnership has to work. We have to, <laughs> we have to bring that energy. <laughs> well, one thing I can say is that, listen, if you are a red... It's in your blood. You know, you are part of this Manchester United yeah. family forever. But when I Love United yeah. comes to your town, you get that whole experience, the way that we talk about that electric atmosphere that's in Old Trafford. Well, we're bringing that to you. We're making you <laughs> kind of feel like you are part of the theatre of dreams here, there, everywhere, all over the world and just being part of it. And it, it's special. It's special, the fact that, for instance... Me, a, a local girl from round here, can then come to Singapore and to share this special energy and feeling that we have for this club that we love so much and just connect on that level. There's so many different, you know, teams in the world, but there's nothing like Manchester United. It is going to be unbelievable. And to be part of that too, watching it with two Manchester United legends, to just really feel it and take it all in, to be part of that match day energy that we're going to bring it's going to be huge we need to give this red roar that's what we need to do we need to really hear the crowd going get the chance going get absolutely everything and we need to take in the singapore culture but we also need to bring manchester united to you guys you are getting me hyped and that's we're my like, job uh, <laughs> and, and let me say this all this i'm saying all this for perhaps the smallest country that you guys are ever going to visit. You know, I I, I don't know oh, how small that's uh, true. you know that we are. Um, Singapore is a really, really tiny country. We've got like 6 million people crammed into one country, but we're a very, very small country. You can literally drive from one end of our country to the other end in 35 minutes. So all this love and all this passion is coming from the tiniest country you guys uh, will ever come to. So be prepared for that. <laughs> I am prepared. This sounds so exciting. I mean, I have to say a big thank you for talking to me right now. I can't wait. I am super excited to be co-hosting with you. It's an absolute privilege to do it, especially with the energy that you're bringing me. I mean, I can't wait for it. And I'm pretty certain that Dwight York and Andrew Cole can't wait for it either too. Now, Justin, it has been a pleasure chatting to you, but what should I do next? Who should I go and speak to? Well, I've uh, I've heard some of these podcasts before. I know one of the things that you like to do is, uh, you know, you do a little cheeky thing where you link up a player with a fan. And uh, I think you should do that. So that is definitely what I'm going to have to go and do then. So Justin thought it would be a good idea to link up a local fan with a player. So we arranged just that. I was at home feeling a little ill, but Diogo Delo set up his podcast microphone overlooking the Old Trafford pitch and joined me via TeamViewer's remote device technology to link up with local fan Dinesh Daswani. And now joining me, we have got Diogo Dallow from Old Trafford. How are you? All good, thank you very much. Well, great to have you here. And also joining us is Dinesh. Now, you are the vice chairman for the supporters club in Singapore. Now, how excited are you to be on this phone call right now? 
I am I am excited, absolutely buzzing. Loving the view from this whole stadium behind him. I wish I could be there. I'm so jealous. <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day. It was good. I mean, Diogo, you, you're chilling there, aren't you? Yeah, I know. It's fine. Perfect view. Perfect room. Perfect combination. Lovely. Tanesh talks to us like, how did you start supporting United? Oh, um, I think I was eight or nine years old. Yeah, my cousin brought me to watch uh, Man United at the football stadium here in Singapore. Uh, United versus Singapore, I think they won 8-1. And yeah, from then on, I've always been supporting Manchester United. Yeah, well, I'm a big United fan as well, so I, I appreciate the support that we all have. But it's great to see that the fan base is international. It goes all over. But in Singapore, what is the support like? Is it is it crazy? Because we know how important the Southeast Asian fans are. Yeah, he is crazy. Yeah. You, you'll see people with United tattoos as well here. People wear United jerseys to work as well, up on the streets, everywhere. Even to the beach, people wear United jerseys. The support is crazy, yeah. You can go to the bars and you can see United flags around as well. I mean, how about the sound of that? Now, Diogo, have you ever been to Singapore? Yeah, I think I've been there with, with the club already uh, in one of the pre-seasons. We watch the the support that it is from that city. Uh, they, they absolutely love us, so it's amazing to see... Uh, even a country that is so far from here, they, they still watch us and, and, and they support us 100%. And, and, and it's a pleasure for me to be here and with with one of one fan representing uh, a country now. Absolute pleasure as well. <laughs> uh, I mean, especially for you, Diogo. I mean, we know what the Southeast Asian United fans are like. We've seen how crazy it was in Bangkok during the pre-season tour and people travelled all over to get there. I mean, yeah. what was the fans like in Bangkok? I mean, it's always special when, when you when you go from the other part of the globe and and you see uh, thousands of fans that, that watch your work, watch, watch how you play. Uh, they still... Obviously, uh, the love for the club is it's something that uh, it's difficult to describe. Uh, and I cannot imagine how it is for them to, to, to talk to players, to see players live, because they don't have uh, a lot of opportunities to see them in person. And, and I'm sure that every time we travel, we, we just try to enjoy as much as we can the time with them. I guess hopefully we'll be able to go and visit Singapore and see Dinesh in the Singapore supporters club. It'd be pretty fun, that, wouldn't it? Yes, please. Yes, <laughs> yes please. That would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> we love that. Everybody would love that. I mean, it sounds like you're going to get a very big welcome reception if you do go there, do you, go? <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. I can I can have a, you will, a, a you tour will. guide there for... for <laughs> Not not just for the city, but but obviously for for the support that 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 uh, you show to us it would be it would be amazing. I'll be a tour guide. <laughs> I'll bring you around. Yeah. Well, there you go. You got first first hand there. It sounds yeah. like it'll be a perfect trip. <laughs> but Dinesh, you know you have got some questions up your sleeve. Yes. What, what, what's your questions for Diogo there? All right. When do you believe is the greatest challenge most athletes are facing today? Today. Yes. I'll probably say uh, fitness-wise, uh, because of the, bit, the 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 schedule that that is been given to us the last few seasons, uh, especially after COVID, we had to 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 recover from f- games that we didn't play when when everyone was in quarantine. And after that, I just think that um, we just have games after games after games uh, with a little bit of short time to rest in the summer so uh, I think this has been the most demanding part of of 
not just for 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 players but for the clubs as well uh i mean i know for the fans it's it's the most exciting thing uh but for the players sometimes it's a little bit uh demanding uh, physically but uh it's what it, it is what it is we we have to adapt uh it's nowadays football is just like this and we have to be ready but i would say now the most biggest challenge is is for for players and for teams to be to be fit nice nice thank you hmm, i have another question um if you were not a footballer what sport would you be playing uh, it's a, it's a trick question now i'm a big fan of uh, i don't know if you if you know that 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 sport uh, i'm sh- i don't know if it arrived to singapore as well but it's called it called paddle tennis paddle tennis no <laughs> i've not heard of that paddle tennis now you're going to you're going to do a research after this you have to promise sure. me that <laughs> yes yes i will <laughs> so it's it's like it's like tennis but in a small pitch okay interesting and you play two against two uh in england it's not it's not a thing as well uh, but it's growing a lot in portugal in italy um in sweden uh it came to dubai now they did the world cup there so uh it's been a good sport and i've tried it's it's been it's been apart from apart from football it's been my 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 passion uh, nowadays i mean i I'm a bit shocked by this paddle tennis. I haven't heard of it either. I know, I know. Every time I speak to 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 my English teammates and and people from England, they they just don't know. But uh, I hope one day to bring that sport to to England. Yeah. If it's going to work out, I want to know, like especially w- with the men's team currently now in your squad, it's two v two. Who's on your team then for paddle tennis? Who are you picking? Yeah, who's going to be a teammate for paddle tennis? I would pick David. David knows. David loves paddle as well so it would be my my teammate for sure this just sounds like a perfect content idea yes which two opponents would you be facing off to facing yeah uh i don't know probably two english because they don't know the sport <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's a clever tactic <laughs> yes that's good no but you have to you have to do a research it's a it's a good sport and funny to play i think i think a little bit of contracts to tennis uh, it's it's because you can play uh you can be older and still have the ability to play because the the pitch is smaller so you don't have to run around the court and 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 uh, i mean you can you can play from from all the ages to be honest uh and i think you will you will like it I'm going to give this a go because I, I want to know if I'm able to like beat you and David now at paddle tennis because if it's a smaller court as well. So I'm a little bit on the smaller side. So that means that there's less space for me to run as well. It is. It is. And I'm sure if you train a little bit, you will you will you will start loving it <laughs> because it's a uh, can be an addiction. It can be an addiction. We should do it. Tanash. Tanash is on my team and then we'll go up against you and David. Yeah. <laughs> But the next preseason, if you guys come here, of course we'll make it happen. <laughs> Maybe you never know. Gonna hold that against me now, and I'm gonna lose, and it's gonna be on camera or something. But we'll give it a go. It'll be fine. But what other questions have you got, Dinesh? Which former Man United player do you look up to, and why? I mean, obviously you have a lot of players uh, that mark a generation uh, at this club. I would say a few, uh, probably Rooney, uh, Cantona, Vanessa Roy. A lot of players. I mean, in, a, in a, such a big club like this, uh, when when I was growing up and and watching Man United, you just always uh, look up to the to the players that they were playing here. And when they, by the club winning so many trophies, um, you obviously you have to you need to have uh, very good players, and uh, I would say probably those. Yeah, I enjoy watching Wayne Rooney play as well. <laughs> You like it? Yeah, I love it. Nice. Hmm. Um, how did you get inspired to play football? 
just just by through passion obviously my father uh, pushed me a little bit when when I was very young he always instilled his fanatic for for football uh, and because he didn't play any football at all professional uh, so uh, he always tried to push me a little bit more so I can fulfill his dream of 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 becoming a big part of of or turning my life into football and and since I was very young, he pushed me to 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 do that, and uh, naturally became uh, my 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 biggest passion. And then then and I started very young, and now now I'm here. <laughs> That's lovely. That's really lovely. Um, one more question: If you could play alongside any other football legend, who would it be? That stopped playing. I would say Ronaldinho. I would love to 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 have played with him. Uh, it was one of the, my biggest references as well. I'm not. I know I'm not very uh, tricky in football and do 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 freestyle like, like he did. But uh, but I just fell in love the way the the way he, that he played. He always looked fun uh, to watch him. And 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 if I could uh, go back in time and 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 play with with one of those those players, I would say Ronaldinho at his top level was 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 unstoppable. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, he is a joy to watch. <laughs> Who has a good music taste in the dressing room for you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have we have a lot of players that like that like music. Um, actually, now I'm 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 in charge of 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 the music in the dressing room, but um, I always try to. You to have make... to you have to throw yourself in there, didn't you? No, it's just because uh, <laughs> I like uh, to be honest. I like to to make everyone happy, so I try to to put at least one song that that um, everybody would would like to to hear before a game. Uh, different types of 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 styles of music that that it's been through through our dressing room uh whole school uh reggaeton uh rap music house so everything everything goes in our dressing room good music genres there <laughs> you like music yes i do i love rap hip hop house <laughs> what's your favorite artist uh drake i love drake huge nice. fan of drake did you hear the new <laughs> album or not yet i actually just came back from a holiday so i've yet to hear his whole album yet yeah you have to hear it yeah it's, it's good it's I good i really like it and you you like music yeah i like music i'm i'm a bit of an odd box though so i'm always very different so i like drake but then I also like reggaeton. Do you like reggaeton? Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, this thing, because like, so like, Jaden Sancho, we had him on the last time we'd done the style of United, and he wasn't happy at the fact that reggaeton gets played in like the dressing room, and yeah, he wants to hear like is, Little Baby and everything. He is, he is the only one that always, uh, is always upset. Unless, yeah, unless he's little baby, he's always upset. He has to be a little exactly. baby. <laughs> we are in the dressing room for Two hours almost, and he has to be two hours of little baby, and otherwise he oh, was wow. is is upset. <laughs> but I'm a little bit more open. I like to 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 at least everyone gets gets a song that 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 he loves. Yeah, I mean, if it's got a good beat and you can dance to it, I'm happy. Yes. Yeah, I just want to move, right? Just gotta move. <laughs> but I think I think he's changing now. I think he's yeah. a little bit more open to to hear other influence him, influence him yes. some more. Play, play reggaeton all day. There is one thing that Jaden said that I really want to like touch upon. So Jaden was talking about pranks and how fun it is that when, as a player, you pull pranks on each other. Now he said one of the pranks that got pulled on him was when like you go to a restaurant or something and then someone says it's your birthday and then all the waiters come over and like, oh, start singing yes. happy birthday to you. I think that's, that's <laughs> one of the best pranks that you can do. Is that one of the best pranks that you've pulled or do you get the pranks pulled on you? 
I've 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 actually done that that exactly same one here in Manchester to one of my closest friends. Um, we were with my family and 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 some friends, some very good friends of mine, uh, and we just he went to the bathroom and we just said, okay, let's let's bring the 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 people from the restaurant let's tell them it's his birthday <laughs> because the restaurant he has music and every time it's a, it's something like this they put they put uh, the happy birthday music so it's all a big show they bring lights uh, everybody starts looking to him so when they did it was just laugh until until fell uh, until I I almost <laughs> fall off the chair just just by laughing. <laughs> And it was just uh, embarrassed, and it was it was it was a funny, funny, funny moment. Have you pulled any pranks on any of the players? Not recently. Uh, we just have the the normal routines of singing when 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 you're coming to the club. Recently, uh, we did in the in the preseason a lot with with a lot of um, young players coming through, so they had to sing. Uh, we had a very good few, mo- uh, very funny moments there. But apart from that, we we didn't do much. Yeah. Did you have to sing when you joined? Yes. What did you sing? Uh, actually, I sung uh, Ed Sheeran. I was not. Uh, to be honest, I look back and I don't feel very happy. I could choose another, a, a, a better song. But it was so just which because. Which Sheeran song did you sing? Uh, Shape of You. It was just because I, I oh. knew the I knew the the lyrics, okay. and it was easy. We were in L.A. Oh, actually, that's a funny story. We went to a, a, a meal together uh, in Manchester, a team meal, and we were playing bowling, and I lost. So the loser had to sing, and I, and then I, just just as I told you, I was I cannot choose a song now that I'm gonna regret in in one year or six months. So let me choose a proper song, and I choose uh, "Freed from Desire," and everybody starts singing with me. I brought everyone jumping around, uh, so it was a funny moment. I'm, I, I feel proud of that moment, and I don't feel from from when I when I when I first signed uh, that music was not was not the best choice. I rate that choice. I think like that's that's a very good song. It's a shame that you went from Ed Sheeran to that it's actually a really good song. Yeah, the, it's it's like a a proper old school song, but I know everybody at least the how do you call the the chorus. Is that what you called? Yeah. The part that everybody knows the most. Start jumping up and down and everything. I mean, yeah, Dinesh, exactly. do you know that song? And what song would you pick? Um, What song would I pick? Well, <laughs> probably pick like... A, a Drake song. <laughs> probably just a, yeah, a Drake rap song. For yeah. like a karaoke song. Yeah. Fair yeah. play. You've got to have guts to do that. It's not easy to, it's not easy to, to sing rap uh, in, front of, in front of teammates. In front of people, yeah. That's yeah. True. yeah. No, that's true. I mean, it's always going to be a tricky one, that one. So yeah, but Dinesh, I mean, this is I Love United. So why do you love United? Well, I love United because of the history of the club has, just the heritage, the winning mentality, uh, straight from the youth all the way to the first team. You know, the tradition just continues. Um, The fan base, the support, um, and yeah, everyone bleeds red. So Manchester is always red for us. Yeah, all my friends love United, just the whole influence that I have here in Singapore. The support from everyone within my own circle of friends, my cousins, family, everyone just loves United. So I love it a lot. Now, Diogo, we have to ask you, why do you love United? Apart from singing songs with players. <laughs> why do I love United? I just love to to be honest because I feel very related with with, uh, with the fan base, how they, how, they, how they feel the club, how they love the club. Since the day one, I, 
I feel very related with that. And I just feel that I cannot live without without at least showing the, the same the same desire that they should the, the same passion that they show me uh, every single time I, I I walk on this on this pitch. Uh and I just feel that uh I hope one day you have the opportunity to to come to this stadium to feel the the atmosphere, to feel what it is to be a Man United fan or a Man United player, and I just I just think that is something something unique and and something that I will for sure be proud of one day have represented this club uh, in the future. Lovely, that's lovely. That'll be great. I mean, Dinesh especially for you. I bet you can't wait for one day to get to Old Trafford. Yes, that is the dream. Someday I'll be there. <laughs> So Dinesh, I have a very curious question to to ask you. Yes. To watch our games, what time? What time is it uh, in Singapore? What time do you have to wake up? If you go to sleep before and then you just wake up to watch the games, tell me, tell me uh, your routine. Well, um, the games will be at three a.m. in the morning. Yeah, so I'll try to go to bed by eleven and wake up at two forty-five to get ready to watch the games here. Yeah, and then by the time the game ends, just take a quick two-hour nap and start my day again. Oh, nice. So it's it's a little bit tough yeah. the day the day after, no? Yes, yes, it is. But if if, if when we win, I wear my jersey and I go to work. <laughs> okay, if we win, it's a good day. If we don't, it's a little bit more difficult. Okay. If we don't, everyone just looks at you. They they know I stayed up. I watched the game. They know. Okay, relax. It's gonna be a chill day. No one will disturb me there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good to hear. And uh, obviously, yeah. it shows the passion that that um, that you have for the club. Uh, and for us, uh, and obviously, I just want to thank you for that. Uh, we'll try to to give you as much as wins as we can, so you can have a good day at work uh, after it. <laughs> uh, but but obviously, just to thank you and to thank the opportunity for you to be here. I don't know what time it is right now there, but I can see that is it dark. It's at uh, ten. Yeah, it's ten forty-five p.m. Okay, so. In in 15 minutes you will go to bed, uh, but just to say thank you for your support and and hope to meet you one day and and hope you can you can come to to Manchester to watch to watch a game in this in this stadium. Yes, likewise. Thankful for the opportunity tonight to have a chat with you and the team as well. And thank you both for the chit chat. It's been great to chat about this Isle of United Singapore event, and hopefully this is going to be even better than the last one. It will. <laughs> thank you very much. Cheers. Cut. And that was it for this I Love United Singapore episode of the Manchester United podcast. I'm really excited to get out there now and join Justin and Dwight on stage and hopefully I'll bump into John and Dinesh too. The I Love United events are all about bringing that matchday experience to these fan hotspots all around the world. A reminder that if you can get to our screening of the Aston Villa game on Sunday the 30th of April at Southside Sentosa Island, you can be a part of something really incredible and share it with thousands of fellow Reds. If you want to be there, make sure you head to manunited.com forward slash Isle of United Singapore by no later than Wednesday the 19th of April to register for free tickets. Once again, a big thank you to John, Dwight, Justin, Dinesh and Diogo for chatting to me. And of course, our partners at TeamViewer for all their remote technology. More great episodes on the way from the United podcast, so make sure you're subscribed and click the notification bell so you're first to know when a new episode drops. As always, the best place to listen is over on the Man United app. Thanks for listening.